0: Hello, good evening, and welcome to the latest episode of the Magic Cast. I'm your host Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode one hundred and seventy-eight. We'll be reviewing Roma's heroic, valiant defeat at Naples last night. We'll be briefly talking about the transfer window shutting in the, na- in the next couple of days, with some departures happening. Uh, one player has departed. One player is almost departed. One player looks to be completely frozen out of the project. And there's a an imminent replacement signing for our for a defence in uh, Diego Lorente from uh, Leeds United. He's arrived in Rome this evening. Uh, with me tonight, I've got Joey Palmieri. Joey, how are we? Uh, you said pre pod it was absolutely freezing.
1: Oh yeah, it was. I'm I'm okay, Scott. Just uh, just gutted from yesterday. Uh, how are you feeling after yesterday's game?
0: Um, yeah. Um. I'm not as annoyed as I would if, as you said, if we lost 5-1. I just think in the manner of defeat, it's deflating. Um, we played so well, like you come so far, but fall right at the end. It, it's, it's despondent. Um, but there's a lot of positives to take out of it. And if Roma played like that for the rest of the season, I think the objective of top four with the fixtures that they have, especially in the next month, I think it could happen. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I do agree. And I'm glad you brought that up. So our, our February, we'll get into the game, but our Mm. February schedule is uh, very favorable to Roma playing, um, they have Cremonese uh, Empoli and I think there's Hellas Verona with the with also the uh Alecce as well, with mm. also um the uh, Europa League tie with Leipzig in between. Salzburg. But it seems like Salzburg. a very <laughs> Yes, Salzburg, long <laughs> long Red Bull team. Wrong Red Bull team. <laughs> yes, uh with Salzburg coming up. But in Serie A it seems like a favorable schedule and as well as Coppa Italia. So I'm hoop- I'm hoping this is where Uh, if you're matching for top four, this is going to be a crucial month for them to gain points on their rivals.
0: Yeah, the next three games after last night is Cremonese in the Coppa Italia. That's Wednesday evening. I imagine there may be a rotated squad after a couple of players picked up injuries and knocks last night. Um, And then you've got Empoli uh, on Saturday and then the following Saturday, we've got Lecce at home. So they've got back-to-back Saturday, Saturday evening games, <laughs> which is unheard of uh, for a team competing in the Europa League. But yeah, I think um, it's favourable. I think we don't play anyone in the top four. I would say Juventus, Juventus, and Lazio is it until March? Juventus is like early March, and Lazio is I think it's in before the international break.
1: That's mistaken. right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. And they don't play them till uh, till March. That's what I'm saying. It's uh, it's it's very favorable for us. And I, I expect with the Lecce uh, game, Empoli and Verona. I want Roma to get you know all wins. Uh, I hopefully that's that's not going to be the time to drop any points. So
0: oh, definitely, these I think those are the type of games you would have seen Roma drop points in. Recent years, I think they dropped a couple of points against those sort of sides last season. Uh, I know Roma were going through a dip, but last night it was Roma's first defeat of 2023. Um, a valiant display. um I thought it, as we said on previous a couple of previous pods, and actually with the pod I did with Joe. Um, who unfortunately couldn't come on tonight because he was very busy. I would love to have him on as um, as a reaction as uh, as from a Napoli point of view and from a Roma point of view, but unfortunately he couldn't come on. So um, I couldn't get his point of view of the game. He's probably on cloud nine as they're racing, uh, racing on the Scudetto. But for me, I think Roma showed a lot of character yesterday. I think they showed a lot of pride. They played for the shirt. They played with... Um, a bit of passion. They didn't didn't back down. It got a little bit nitty and gritty at some point. Um, poor, old Vic, poor old Victor Osman went through the wars. The war, sorry, Chris Morning and the defence, which I think tried to kick lumps out of him, and he still scored an absolute wonder goal, um, <clears throat> like the Brighton goal scored against Liverpool in the, uh, in the FA Cup yesterday. But, Joey, what were your thoughts? yesterday a valiant display I'm gonna that's probably the second or third time I I said that but heads held high would you say come out of it It, even in defeat it was a, a really spirited performance
1: uh yeah it definitely was and uh Mourinho said it best I don't know if you've seen his social media posts uh yeah it's you know even in losses like these they grew confidence where he believed they they grew even from a loss like this it was definitely a a valiant display. It was a good effort for him. That's why I feel deflated because I felt the draw was there to take, mm-hmm. and I felt they played well enough to to uh, to get that draw. Look the goal the goal that Osiman scored. I mean that that is that is extremely hard to stop. This is uh, I'll get into the analytical side. It had a point two expected goal. So just uh, th- this is where you can use numbers to to help describe how hard it was to score that goal. When you have an expected goal of point two on that shot. It, it shows it, it takes incredible talent to get that off. Um, I know people look at Ibanez, maybe it didn't market well, but I think there was a bit of a push, but kind of put him off balance. But Osman, I mean, that is just inc- hard to stop. But you know, the first 15, I would say 15 or so minutes, Roma played well up until that goal. Uh, I didn't see anything, you know, overly dominant from Napoli after the goal. You know, Roma had to kind of like find their footing a bit. I thought they played. Brilliantly second half uh up until they El Sharari scored that goal mm. uh, they were pressing well they had more possession uh they looked very organized and then once uh, once he scored that goal um and I know it's going to be a talking point the substitutions uh the substitutions i mean especially bring on kids was usually Mourinho is really good at making substitutions, but in this case um I don't think he got them right, but I don't think it was by choice. It uh, it has to do with I, it, we just don't have any options. M- Matic was completely spent. Yeah, you can tell he was. He was cooked. Uh, obviously, Abraham got injured, but I was talking, and so Bellati came in. But I'm talking more of the midfield. So he was he was cooked. I mean, we don't have any options on the bench. Uh, I think Matty Camera maybe could have came on, but. Yeah. I don't know if he has an injury. We just haven't seen him at all. So the substitutions weren't great. But again, I can't, I can't fault Mourinho for that because I don't think he has any other options. And you can just tell they were just out of shape when they came on the field. It's, it's normal. I mean, they're kids. Uh, they're going to grow, but that's why I felt gutted because I think the draw was there. Um, and just, yeah, I, I, I just, uh, that's all. That's all, really. I could say. Also, actually, Scott, I'll uh, I'll get to mention. Like, I really think it was showed a, a good display of Roma strength versus um, Napoli strength. Napoli are dominant attack, by Roma dominant in defense. And I think, look, over two games, I think Roma made one of the best attacks in Europe suffer. Mm. I'll bring up XG in a good way again for Roma. They're only the third team to hold Napoli to under one expected goal in a match. That's not very easy. I think they're one of the best attack in Europe. So Roma really showed their their deven- defensive stability. They've shown really good growth against good teams, especially in a, in, in away, away matches. And I think this is the positive part of coming out of this, uh, how well they played versus Napoli. I think this looks good for the rest of their calendar.
0: Did you feel like the performance echoed the game? Uh, so it was on... Easter Monday last season, last year, where Napoli were were gunning for the title. They were pushing for the title. And they were going through a little bit of a, a sticky patch. Raymond were just hitting form and looking to push for top five, push for top six. I think the week before they just beat Sampdoria. And Sal- they had that wonderful comeback against Sal and it, and Bodo glimped also. And they it had that second half had echoes of that performance in Naples in April. al Sharari scoring late on after a dominant second half performance. It just felt gutted right near the end with we about four minutes left and the six minutes of added time afterwards. It just they could not hold on, hold on, um, hold on, and they had some pressure right near the end of the game. Also, A couple of corners, well worked moves. Um, using the wing-backs high up and using Valpato as well. Um, I thought Roma played really well first half. Um, they pressed high, which against Napoli you sometimes have to do because Napoli are quite good and sometimes maybe a bit casual, bringing the ball out of defence. Um, the guys on BT Sport over here in the UK um, pointed that out. when if, if someone presses Napoli when they're trying to bring the ball out, sometimes they're not the best of holding it because I don't think Alex Merritt is a good shot stopper and he played pretty well yesterday, yesterday and saved saved uh, Napoli on, on a, on a few occasions, especially with the Spinazzola effort just before half time but he's not the best on the ball um, they pressed high up winning the ball up in, in high areas they did that quite a lot yesterday and second half they they, they did that again um, I just think the, the defending for both goals especially The second one, and I think Joe will talk about it. I posted uh, a screenshot. I took a picture of it off the TV. And you could see the positioning of, is it Tejerovic, Bove, Smallin and Abanez. There's about 10-yard space where Abanez has been drawn out of position because Tejerovic is not pressed. And I said, if Matic was still on the pitch, he would probably be a bit closer to Zielinski and then it it draws Ibanez out. Poor Chris Smalling, who had an okay-ish game. I did think he got a little bit stick, a bit harshly stick on social media because what's he supposed to do against Simeone? He's, he's got drawn out of position. He has to cover and come out. And then he was just a bit unfortunate. And for the first goal, I think it was Nikola Zaleski got caught out with the, the ball in between him to... Um, to Kavatskelia and it was just a, a wonderful cross to, to, um, to Victor Osman. It was just the two simple mistakes that, that tarnished the result. But overall, I'm very pleased. Um, this is actually a happy pod after, after a Roma defeat. Um, I thought overall, I thought Roma played well. Subs. Um, yeah. Um, I see some Roma fans giving Mourinho a stick, but as you said, he had to bring on the kids because there's pretty much no depth on the bench. Um, I would have liked to see Sol Bakken come on. Um, I don't think Pellegrini or De Bada had their best games, um, but you could tell that Abraham was absolutely shattered and may have tweaked a muscle. Matic looked absolutely shattered when he came on I think he was Roma's man of the match and he was completely the best player on the pitch for Roma yesterday it was absolute dominant display against one of the best midfields and attacks in the league but he's he's plus 30 I think he's what 33 34 35 and he can't do that for full 90 minutes he just looks completely shattered and then Roma lost a little bit of their shape right in the end, but yeah, just two simple mistakes cost us. It's, it hurts. It's going to hurt for a couple of days, but in the long run, I think it will do Roma the best because they went toe-to-toe with equally the best side in Italy and one of the top five sides in, in Europe and nearly took a point off them, and that point would have been fantastic in, in the long run.
1: Oh, I agree Scott uh, for sure and some of the points you mentioned like Zaleski isn't the greatest defense so on that goal that they scored the first goal Zaleski isn't the greatest defender I mean he's okay and he's getting better but you can tell he's like um well he's more of an attacking wing back rather than a defensive one if you have someone like Celik there which I, which we were missing yeah, you know it could have been a it could have been different it maybe that goal could have been prevented you're right and same with uh, Matic. uh same with Matic on the um, on the spacing for Zelensky. You're right as well. Um, if he was on the pitch, he would have probably closed down more of that space. He was absolutely uh, phenomenal in the middle of the park for the team. I thought he was the man of the match. Um, I thought Zalesky did play well offensively. I thought Al Sharari was brilliant. So there was a lot of display. And like you said, we went toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in Europe and the best team in Italy. And really, that's the growth we're going to see, and we just have to continue. My only worry is the depth of this team and how they're going to be able to manage it with uh, three competitions.
0: Mm. Yeah, if they go deep in, say, the Coppa Italia, which they have the potential to do as they play Cremonese, on Wednesday night, and they've got Red Bull Salzburg in the Europa League. I, I just hope if they go deep in two of those competitions, I hope it really doesn't affect the league form, because as you say, the squad is, it's not paper thin, but it's it, um, it hasn't got the depth that, say, other teams have. Um, so, like like we saw yesterday, you saw three kids come on in Bové, Valpata, and Tejerovic, and um, Belotti will probably start in a couple of games coming up, because... We don't know about tommy abraham's injury um Chalic will come back in after suspension. Unfortunately, I think it looks like Spinat Soda picked up an injury or so. I thought he did okay for forty five minutes. It was a shame he he came off injured. I think since his achilles injury, I think his his injury record's not been the best but there's 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 food for thought going forward. I think I think we're quite happy with with yesterday and like in 2023 i think game by game i was going to say this on social media game by game we're seeing roma play and perform a lot better since the milan game where roma were atrocious for 75 80 minutes and then came back to draw 2-2 two, two against ac milan who are on absolute free fall right at the moment i watched their game yesterday against aswolo and it was they were shocking um I think Roman may have done a job on them earlier in, the, in the year. But, no, uh, if they get the depth sorted out, maybe a, a, a couple of signings maybe in the transfer window or just getting players back to fitness. Jeannie Winealdum has not been seen since August, getting a fit Balotti, get Oli Sol back in into the team. I think the future is good for the rest of the season.
1: Yes, it certainly is. And uh, the is going to be the, the biggest... Uh, the the key actually to to Roma making that next step. Um, the only problem with is we don't know. I, I know reports are mid February for him, mm-hmm. but actual getting back into game shape is it is different than just coming back from injury. So he'll be a great addition. And like you said, Scott, it's it's managing the depth. We have uh, obviously we always have injury concerns. Sola came out today that he's injured, right? Like you mentioned, and we don't know how long his injury is. Um, I will mention actually, Scott, we didn't mention this pre-pod as well, that there, there might be some forgiveness from Karsdorp and Mourinho. So that can still add us depth. Yes, Um, I heard about
0: that. Yeah. I've
1: been dreaming, reading rumors. So that's somebody that I'll, I'll tip my hat to. I mean, with everything that that's gone on with Roma, you know, us not being able to get a replacement for right back, apparently there's going to be apologies. And if that's the case, I mean, hats off to both Karsdorp and the management I'm not saying, he look, he's going to be the greatest or, you know, game breaker, but it's an extra body that knows Roma well. And if he's coming back, you know for sure that Mourinho thinks he's going to put in his 100% effort. So hopefully that were to happen because it doesn't seem like a replacement will come. And in that case, it's just managing the, uh, managing the depth. Uh, Mourinho said it best. He mentioned that they were good when we play once a week, but when we start having to play two, three games a week, well, that's when it becomes very, very difficult. And you saw it yesterday. Uh, we had to bring on kids, and this might happen more in the future. So, but the growth is there. the The growth is definitely there. We played a lot better than we did in the home leg against Napoli because the home leg we didn't do anything for the whole match. We just basically yeah, defended. It, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, we defended for our lives. But this game, this game, they really, they really, from that Milan game, those two goals, they really, uh, they really took a step. Step in the right direction, and they they're really going for it. I mean, Champions League is there for the taking. It's, I mean, Juve have the point deduction, and they're not even playing well. They lost to Monza. Oh no! You mentioned Milaner and Freefall. Uh, I mean, losing five one to Sassuolo at home is five like,
0: two.
1: Five two. That's right. Yeah. They scored late. Yeah.
0: Divock shocking, scored. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Shocking result. Our uh, our Roma wonder our Roma kids scored Fatezi, Always nice to see. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, he
0: played he played really well. I was really impressed with him. His his goal was outstanding. Monza did the double over Juventus, which was um first in, time in
1: history uh first time promoted in history. Yeah, yeah, promoted side. So I mean Juve haven't played well, even if those points, you know, come back to them. Milan I mean, they're just they're just completely out of form. And Lazio Lazio dropped points around us. Uh, mm. so that's, that's a game where they needed to take advantage to gain points. They did not where, uh, you know, our, we might have our turn next week. There's the Milan Derby coming up next week. So there's a good advantage for Roma to take points. That, that's why I'm trying to bring some, you know, p- optimism and positivity. I thought they had a great game. And those other teams still have to play Napoli as well. So that, that's why I'm saying they didn't really take advantage and we're really right there for Champions League. I have more hope now than when we did the uh, year-ending review.
0: Winning at home against Fiorentina isn't for everyone. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> Sorry, exactly. Lattie, if <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah. maybe Scott, a future Roma player, wink, wink, uh, played a good game against Lazio.
0: Uh, would that be a Moroccan midfielder? Um, That's right. Wouldn't yeah. it be
1: a nice pairing with an Italian uh, Roma Roma kid?
0: Maybe, maybe something to look forward to in in the summer, um, if there's money to spend. If there's money to spend, and if if, if Roma make top four, um, Shall we go into some transfer news? Um, some news about a Nicola Zaniolo uh, because the news like last night and the reports this morning was quite quite harrowing. And then Lazio fans had a banner. I think it was. <laughs> outside the Ponte Milvo, near one of the, the sandwich shops. I think it was near Trapezino, um, where, near where I could stay. Um, uh, there was a nice banner um, also. And there's uh, I was actually, as she's talked about Rick Carls, I went on um, Roma Press, uh, John Solano's website. Hi, John, for the plug, for the website. Um, Carls ought to apologise and be reintegrated into Mourinho's squad. So it looks like that was reported this morning. So that looks like it's going to happen. And hopefully it adds another body into the squad. Um, and there's also, it says Zaniolo has been excluded from Rome until June. Um, he also flees the capital and returns to La Spezia after what happened last night. Red Bull Leipzig and Sevilla have also held talks over... Over the Italian attacker, I think Leipzig have uh, have inquired after Danny Almos picked up an injury, and Monchi, who brought Zaniolo to Roma, may like to bring Zaniolo back to sorry, to Spain. Um, Diego Llorente's arrived from. Um, from Leeds, I think, that, I think that'd be a good sign-in. Aldous Shamaradov has gone to Spezia on loan. And Matthias Vigne looks like he's on his way to, to Bournemouth in the Premier League on a loan deal. There's a lot to package. Should we start off with the Zaniello news? Because I think that's pretty much the hot topic and the white elephant in the room at the moment. It's, the love affair is over, isn't it? There's no, there's no turning back. He's, I think his run career is pretty much done.
1: Oh, it, uh, it certainly is, uh, you know, um, Sky Sport and what you mentioned with Roma Press, uh, they, they reported that he's completely out of the project and they it's non-negotiable. Um, and I actually read Scott just as we were speaking a little earlier that they're also reporting, they want a similar deal in the summer for him to be sold. So Roma is going to be firm on their demands, but he's mm. definitely uh, out of the project and, that they're hoping Roma can get an offer similar to Bournemouth when we spoke last time. The so, 30, million so euros. thirty million euros. Yeah. Yeah, that's the reported um that's the reported fee from Sky Sport and Corriere dello Sport. So we'll see if that holds. But as of now, they confirmed he's completely out of the the project. And I I think it's the right decision. Um I really do. Um you want to send in a request, that's fine. It happens. Um I'll mention, you know, a player not from not from Roma that just did that, Scott. Uh Gio Cancelo from Man yeah, City. Yeah,
0: Man City, yeah, to Bayern Munich. Yeah, it looks yeah. like he's falling out of favor.
1: That's right. Uh, he wasn't happy, he requested a transfer. They made it happen, but he went. And that's the thing. He, I don't think there was ever a rift for him not to be called up for certain matches, but it happened. I don't know if it was, you know, the most professional it can be, but... That's how you kind of send in a request, uh transfer request. If Zaniolo wanted to really leave, he would do everything in his power to leave. Uh The fact of not getting called up against Spezia and Fiorentina, because he asked not to, and then uh, decides to reject offers coming from Bournemouth, and maybe Leipzig were offering, we don't know for sure, but if any other team were offering, and he rejected, well, uh, to me, you should be penalized for it. And, That's what ended up happening. So I think the decision is right. And to be honest, Scott, we played better without him. I feel Mm -hmm. we're actually 11 on the field rather than 10.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And then there was the story that he's fled back home to La Spezia after after, the the harsh messages all over the eternal city, and also when his his home sort of was it broken into or something like it, that the the Roma ultras went up to his home in Rome and pretty much did some not not some nice stuff um, and I think that's pretty much made him made him to go away back to home to Lispector. I think. his his career in Rome is pretty much done. Do you think they could get the right amount of money for him that they wanted or is it just think that they have to get him off the books because in the summer, he's only got one year left on his deal?
1: Well, that's the problem because he only has one year left. I don't know if they can get 30, but I'm hopeful they can get maybe somewhere in the 20s. Uh, But I mean, there are, I, I think there will be teams t- that will take a chance just given on his talent alone. So there will be an offer. It's just, again, will he accept the goal? Because everything that's reported, he nor, and especially his family, Scott, don't want him outside of Italy. I mean, I don't understand how a professional footballer is going to grow by trying to stay in one country when not even the country has money to pay for a player like his talent or his supposed talent. So... Uh, he's going to have to reflect for the next six months and decide like, if he wants to continue playing, he's he's got to look at all options. But I do think there will be a few teams that will come in for him. Will it be the 30 as rumored? Maybe not. Maybe just a little under. That's That's my feeling towards it. But I do think he'll be gone in the summer. I don't think Roma are the type of team to be able to keep him you know on the stands for 18 months mm,
0: definitely um sorry i to to go a bit more in depth on what happened yesterday a group of Roma just reportedly confronted nicola zaniola at his home in rome forcing him to call the police i think there was um an, not an altercation but some not so nice scenes he's now fled to cut the capital and returns to Spezia. i think that's the family home is um, It looks like As I said His career is Pretty much done In the capital um, Aldor Shamaradov Is left on loan To go to Spezia I think that's a move That's probably Best for all parties I know it's only a, As they, they say Technically a dry loan But A good move for him Gets him some minutes Gets him some, some game time um, I think a player That I don't see Back playing for Roma But it Just get him playing some football again because he's hardly featured this season. He had some minutes last season, not to probably what he wanted after his, I would say it's explosive end to the the COVID season for Genoa after his move from Russia. There's a player there. Um, I think he's just got to find his right position and where his best, best sort of, position under uh, Inspection, but what were your thoughts? Do you think a, a good move for all parties and something that he needs game time?
1: Yes, it it, uh, it is a good move for all parties. Um, Roma always from the start wanted, uh, we're very firm on getting him um, um, alone with a, an obligation or a straight mm. buy. Which I don't think was ever gonna happen. He didn't play enough to, to merit it from anybody. So people, you know, are evaluating a player and they see the guy's always on the bench. Well, they don't want to risk buying him right away. So I'm glad Roma got something out of it. The reported fee was one point five million euros. I mean they did get something out of the deal. And spets are gonna be fighting for um you know, to stay above relegation. They're mm-hmm. currently one spot up, but they do have, I believe it's uh six. 6 points advantage yeah on Verona. So um I think it's a good move for him. Um they played they played decent as you saw. Uh they're very tough to break down. They only have two losses at home from if you listen to our last if anyone listened to our last uh pod I mentioned that Roma were only the second team to beat uh to beat Spezia uh, you know in their home stadium. So I think they play a good brand of football. I think there is a player there. Um, he showed very good signs at Genoa. Uh, he always scores when he plays internationally. So, uh, I know it's not the greatest competition, but even Roma, he started off, I thought he started off pretty well. And then, you know, Abraham coming in kind of pushed him, uh, to be second and he just never materialized for him. So I I think it's a definite move. Roma gets some compensation and he gets to find his feet again. And hopefully in the summer, it's good enough for somebody to want to buy him permanently.
0: Yeah, um, Patrick Kendrick, the uh, the English commentator for the World Fleet calls him the Uzbek Messi, and I could see on glimpses and why he calls him that because I think end of that COVID season, I think he scored five and five or was it, it maybe been eight and five? or I think he scored quite a lot right at the end of the season, including goals to keep Genoa up, um, and he showed glimpses last season, like the goal against Venezia. I think he scored two against Vanessa in, in both games. Scored uh, against... Oh, my mind's going blank. scored a couple of goals this season. Was it Ludogorets in no, the Europa League? Uh, and there's a... I think he scored against someone last season. My mind's going to go completely blank, but um, it just didn't really work out for him. Mateus Finja is another one where it seems to me that He did okay last season, but this season he sort of struggled, and I think the loan move is pretty much good for all parties. Um, He's off to the Premier League with Bournemouth. Um, Like Shamaradov, do you not see a future for him in Rome come in June?
1: Uh, No, I I don't. Unless... uh... The only thing I'll say is unless tactically Mourinho um, switches to a back four, because I mm. believe Vina is more of a fullback rather than a way yeah. back. And, Agreed. Um, those are two two different, if you really get down to the details, those are two very different positions, right? There's, there's different ways of playing it. So um, I think he's more of a fullback, uh, but I don't see even if Roma switch to a back four, that's the only slight chance. But I, I don't I don't see it working out, so I think it's a good move for him. It's to help keep Bournemouth up. Uh, I kind of hope they buy him for the fifteen million euros in the in the summer. Um, so I'll be a Bournemouth fan, hoping they stay up and maybe they'll uh, they'll buy him. But I don't I don't see a future for him at Rome anymore.
0: I would say it's only down the road for me. I think it's only two hours away down the south coast. May if if the opportunity comes pop. Pop down there. If, if Zaniolo went there, I would have would have gone down there. But it looks like that won't happen. Uh, Roma are looking into to bring in a defender. Um, Diego Lorente. I uh, saw so that was reported by, or I think it was Gianluca DiMatteo, Sky Sports. Uh, I think a couple of Leeds correspondents on social media. Leeds have brought in a couple of. I think they brought in a defender today, and they've also brought in Max Wober from Red Bull Salzburg. Um, so it looks like Diego Llorente's minutes at Leeds looks like it, it, it's been cut down. I think. It, what were your thoughts? It, uh, I said it probably adds a bit more depth, especially when Roma are playing with a back three. They've been playing with four centre backs all season. Um, it gives the opportunity to, for Mourinho, in some games and in some competitions, to rest and rotate I think it's probably a wise move going forward and just adds a little bit of cover and adds a little bit of depth
1: yes it certainly does um I've seen some takes on them you know seeing what leads fans write on social media that they're glad they got rid of him. like look it's just a debt move like I don't expect him to come in and and fight for a starting spot Roma Roma really needed a fifth center back um I I still don't think Jose has the complete trust in Kambula, although yep. he's had some great uh, some great showings in the last couple of games that he played. So we'll see. He adds a different uh, dynamic. Uh, I think he's a little quicker than some of the center backs we've had, um, and he has a good range of passing. Um, I've seen him, I mean, a few times here and there, but I, I can't say I've watched him enough to fully scout him, but those are the informations that I know, and I think Roma could use a good uh a center back that can that has a good range of passing because that's something I, I feel like they lack so but in the end it's just a debt move and that's well that's that's what we're talking about the Napoli game. Roma need depth. Uh so this is this this is somebody who can help us in playing in three cups. And who knows Scott, we mentioned depth uh we always mentioned Mancini as a center as a defensive mid if we ever want to close a game out you can throw Lorente on push Mancini up you never know like Jose oh. can cre- get creative in this way oh
0: god so. you're, you're bringing in the football manager tactics in there. that I like your thinking because uh, like I've, I've I will say this until, the, until I'm blue in the face uh he's had a, a brilliant start to 2023 Mancini Gianluca Mancini has all the attributes to play as a defensive midfielder I wonder if if Roma ever go back to a four Maybe go free in midfield, like what he did at Real Madrid in the Pepe role. It could happen, but yeah, I I agree on Lorente. I think it's more of a depth mood. I think depth, depth move. Sorry, Um, if I'm reading reports right, 2013, when Mourinho was in charge of uh, of Real Madrid, he gave Diego a young Diego Lorente his debut. Um, I I know Lorente spent few years at Real Sociedad before moving to Leeds, uh, to Leeds in the Premier League. Um, But I'm looking forward to it. Um, it, As I said, as we both said, it just adds depth. And I think as Roma will be in three competitions going forward into the, into the March and April, hopefully, potentially, it just adds a bit of cover and I expect a bit of rest and rotation in some games, especially if, if Roma are playing three times a week. Um, Joey, do you have anything else to add before we go into the listeners' questions? If I've forgotten anything about what's gone on in, in the last 24 hours with the potential ins and outs?
1: No, I think we uh, we pretty much covered it all. Uh, just hoping there's some sort of miracle on zagnolo, but I doubt there will be. But if not, I think the ins and the outs are basically done as of today. <laughs>
0: So I sent out two tweets. I sent out one last night about the game and one about listeners' questions. So I'll go through through both. So last night I, I tweeted out half ten. How does everyone feel after that spirited display away, away in Naples? Something to work on for the rest of the season. Shame. Couldn't hold on, hold on for the point. Mark Briggs, 07, uh, replied saying, Really proud of the team people always try and uh, abortion blame even in this game when it's obvious each player gave everything they had proud of every single player uh, we have got Yusuf. uh he quote tweeted a tweet he he tweeted out uh he he tweeted out surely napoli Hashtag Napoli-Roman was the best quality couch of the season. ended ends with a loss after a very evenly fought game. Napoli edge out two to better goalkeeper and attackers. Renew Alshar ASAP. Tahirovic for Matic was wrong. Mancini flawless. Heads high onto next one. And the final one was uh, Marco Galovic. Best game of the season by far. We gave him the fight and i completely agree with all three um oh and yusuf actually quote tweeted his own tweet saying this plus Matic keeps surprising me how good he still is it's phenomenal how yesterday was head and shoulders completely on the pitch he was outstanding um would you agree with all three of them joey
1: yes i certainly agree uh we mentioned it before, Scott. Uh, I thought Roman played a, a great match, and Mate Matic was man of the match. Uh, I just, you know, too bad he's not a little younger and could have played the ninety minutes. But that's the quality. If we have that quality, that's what we need going forward. So,
0: completely agree. We got two listeners' questions. Uh, Kevin, at Irish Romanista. Excuse me. Both Napoli games ended in a one-goal loss thanks to a very late heartbreaker. But our approach was completely different each game. Do you think that indicates growth? Excuse me. It feels like we were really able to go toe-to-toe with them this time while last time was purely playing for a nil-nil. It definitely it It's growth. I think, as I, as I stated earlier, I don't, don't know if you would agree with me, Joe, but game by game in 2023... I think ever since the World Cup break, Roma have got better and better in games, but but other than the AC Milan game where it was an absolute shambles for seventy five minutes, and then uh, I still don't. Uh, three weeks later, almost three weeks later, I still don't know how <laughs> Roma managed to get a point out of that. But it does, it does add growth. I think uh, we may be repeating ourselves again, but there is something to work on, isn't there? Going forward, it, it's. I know it's heartbreak and they have to regroup in that, but it's it's you can be proud of this Roma team yesterday, can't you?
1: Yep, agreed. Uh, there's no way you can be disappointed with this team. Uh, it definitely does show growth. We obviously we, we 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 are repeating it, but this is what we want everyone to notice as well. Um, the team every game from Bologna to m- Milan. Um, I don't think Roma played particularly well in Milan, but. I don't think Milan played well either. It was just, it, okay, it's a little bit of a one-off, but starting from Bologna, they just seem to have gotten better and better as the games go on. And it definitely shows their growth. I mean, comparing to some of these games we're playing before 2023 or even last year, Roma, well, he said it best. Uh, Roma were just playing for the nil-nil. And this isn't what, this wasn't the case in, in Naples. Uh, so I definitely think it's shown growth, and this is what we're hoping continues.
0: Uh, Roma Club Nigeria at uh, Chianti Mi Piazza. I hope I, I, I hope I've really uh, said that properly. Um, this is actually quite a good question. Won't we shoot ourselves in the foot by banishing Zaniola and cars to cars up to the stands for the remainder of the season? Thanks from Nigeria. Um, we pretty much covered the, the Zaniolo, but I think Karsdorp, If if the reports are true, we we went on it earlier that uh, if he apologizes, we 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 get a player back. Zaniolo, uh, I do not see him playing in a Roma shirt ever again. I think his Roma career is completely over, done. You won't see him in a Roma shirt ever again
1: no we will not and i don't think we will i don't think we will suffer uh from from losing zaniolo we we play we play better as a team and a lot of roma fans and romanistas have come to the general consensus that we're actually playing in 11 rather than with zaniolo we felt like we were playing in 10 as for the Carbador situation we might suffer a little more although not as talented he adds added depth to a position where we always seem to have problems covering uh you know, between him and Spinazzola's injuries, our wing back positions is always one of the positions that suffers. So yeah, we would suffer more without having Karsdorp. Even though he's not the best, if he gives us hundred percent effort as a backup, I think he'll be able to to help Roma again going going forward. And I always mention it, Scott, as a three back system, your wing backs have to have to be playing extremely well. Those are the keys for a successful three back, in my opinion. So, having that extra depth and to give Celic some cover, I think that will help us. But Zaniolo, no, I don't think we will, we'll, I don't think we'll suffer from his loss. I mean, the guy scored one legal this year. I think he scored two last year. Uh, I really, he, he hasn't added anything. And to be honest, since he's been absent, uh, I think the Dibala and Abraham connection has, uh, you know, not only has the team grown, but the, the forwards, especially them two, the connection with them two has shown a lot of growth. And we're actually seeing more of El Sharari because of Zaniolo's absence, which has only helped us, not hurt us, because he's been he's been phenomenal since he's been uh, featuring in in these matches. So I don't think we'll suffer with Zaniolo, and I think we would suffer a little depth-wise with Carzozo. But with the reports of Truini's coming back, that's good news for Roma.
0: Yeah, it just adds a little bit of cover on the right-hand side with Zeki Celik and also you've potentially got Zaleski and also Spinazzola can also play on both sides. Could you see, my final question, could you see Celik playing the centre-back at all? I think he's got the attributes to play it. Um, he's quite good solid defensively. Could you see him slotting in, if needs be, as a as, as, a, as a solution?
1: Yeah, he certainly can. I think, uh, I think Mourinho's gone... Gotten- Pretty creative on where to place players, uh, you know, with Zaleski playing wing back, uh, Mikatarian last year playing center mid. So mm. I can definitely see it as an emergency. Signing the fifth center back, though, will probably likely, it shouldn't have this scenario, but he does have the attributes to play. Like we said with Mancini, Scott, I mean, he has the attributes to play defensive mid, so I don't think it will ever happen, but this can help Jose in certain situations where he needs to close out games, especially like last night. So I I certainly think he can cover both sides. Um, I do know, by the way, Scott, I forgot to mention this because you mentioned, this, uh, you mentioned um, for Celic and his attributes, uh, there were reports mentioning that uh, Lorente can uh, operate as a center back and a right back, so this can add additional coverage as well. So we get a guy that's. <laughs> Yeah, a little flexible. So uh, I think we have certain guys that have many attributes playing in certain positions. If you want to add one more example, I think Zaleski can play closer to goal if we ever need. So, uh, so it's it's a it's important for a team. You can't have one guy play one position. You need guys that you know, unless you're a DiBala type player and you fit certainly in certain attributes, but you're that good at it. Certain guys, you know, have to be flexible and just sacrifice for the team and. Uh, I think that's what they're doing. I mean, they mentioned that they're a family. So, and I really truly believe in them. They're working, they're 100% to give everything for the team.
0: A man can dream about Gianluca Mancini playing as a defensive mel- midfielder. Let it happen. I want to see it in 2023 as I saw it at the end of 2019 as it happened for a few games under Paolo Fonseca. Um, before we wrap up, um, there's a game on Wednesday night against Cremonese We'll do a, 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 not a short preview, but um, I would say this, Joey. Do you expect a lot of changes? Maybe just the odd couple with a couple of players out injured. I know, I think this is the first time In a a couple of weeks, that Roma will be playing three times a week. Do you expect Jose to to ring the changes?
1: Yeah, I don't think there will be. I'm hoping for a lot of changes. I truly never um, am the one to want to, to care too much for the Italian Cup. I know it's a trophy. I care more for Champions League and obviously progressing in Europa League. Uh, so I would want a lot more changes than Jose, than Jose would, but I don't, I don't think he'll make as many as people think he will. He'll make a, a couple, definitely Abraham being one of them and Spina mm-hmm. being injured, so he won't feature, but I don't think he'll make as many changes as people think he will. And it's uh, gotta, gotta be careful. Cremonese, I mean, <laughs> they beat Napoli in Naples, right? So, uh, yeah, Camille, I know it's a yeah. small team. Uh, I know it's a small team, Scott, but. It's uh it's nothing to to look over. We did that with Bodo Glimp and other games where we rotated an yeah. entire squad and look what happened to us. I'm not saying that will happen, but I just don't want Roma to, you know, be surprised uh you know by a smaller team again. Um, they have really a clear path to the final. They do. So I I, I don't expect too many changes. I think Mourinho's gonna go for Mourinho and the team themselves are gonna go for the trophy. Uh, so I, I don't expect too many changes. I do want to see those so back in play. That I was hope my next question. That was I my hope next, he,
0: yeah.
1: We think alike, Scott. I, yeah. I knew it was going to kind of go in that direction. I really, truly, hopefully he plays. Uh We might also see Kambula come in, so he might give a rest to one of the defenders, but I, I truly hope uh, so back and get some minutes. He, he had an interview recently where he says he's t- tactically getting up there. So he, even himself, he says he's not fully there yet tactically. So I can understand why he hasn't featured, but uh whole, who knows? Maybe we'll see him against Cremonese. Uh,
0: yeah, I was thinking uh, in my head, I was thinking what changes he could make. Um, so probably see Chalik again at right wing back after suspension. Um, excuse me. Um, Balotti starting um uh, maybe with Debar on the bench i think just give him a rest going into the, the the league games so back and maybe play Pellegrini just to get some more minutes into his leg after injury
1: probably El mm-hmm. Sharari Scott, yeah. up-, uh, up front yeah. behind Belotti yeah. with uh, with somebody else maybe a Volpato or i, I just i don't think so back and will start so i'm i'm more inclined to see Volpato there and I'm sure we'll see one of the kids in the midfield. We might yeah. see Bowe or Tahirovic.
0: Yeah, I was thinking, don't go overboard because they'd be absolutely shattered from yesterday. They put in a lot of effort and went toe-to-toe with Napoli. So I, do, I think a couple of changes, not a whole 11, like, like a, ho- a fully rotated squad. I imagine you'll probably see Rui Patriciano in goal and two out of the three defenders who started yesterday to play again on Wednesday. And also it's the opportunity to get into a cup semi-final and potentially I'm going to whisper it very, very quietly. There's a potential of a, an all Roman final.
1: Oh no, don't uh, I get PTSD from the last time that happened.
0: 10 years since the last one, there's the potential you said the pathway, of an all Roman final, which, if that doesn't get you going, yeah, and doesn't get you going and potentially get you to the final of the Coppa Italia, who knows? We'll never know.
1: Scott, I forgot to mention. I don't think um, I, I can say quite confidently. I don't expect to see Matich starting on Wednesday oh, after yeah, how too. spent he was. I, yeah. I don't think we'll see him.
0: No, I could see him coming back on Saturday against Empoli. Um, Joey, do you have anything else to add?
1: No, nope, that's all for me.
0: Um guys, uh you can pick uh follow us at lemagicast.com. I nearly botched that. I always botch this, I know I always apologize. So you can find follow, follow us at Lemagicast.com, you can find all our previous episodes on the website. You can find us on all podcast platforms, so your Apple, SoundCloud, Podbean, TuneIn, Spotify, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Joey Thank you for joining me on this Monday evening for me. And this Monday, I I say early to late afternoon for you over in Canada. Thank you once again for joining me and coming on as as a guest. I I wouldn't say a guest. You're pretty much, I would say, becoming a regular in 2023.
1: I'm part of the family, Scott. Thank you very
0: much. (laughs) You're part of the family. Um, Guys, thank you very much for listening. We've gone almost close to an hour on a Roma defeat where I think the majority of the Roma fans are actually quite excited and quite happy on how Roma played. Um, the future looks bright in 2023. Roma got Cremnesi on Wednesday. There is Coppa this week, which there's some good games. I think it's, into at Atalanta tomorrow night. I may take an eye on that. Uh, you were talking about Udinese. Uh, sorry, you were talking about Hellas Verona earlier. Joey, they're playing Udinese in about half hour. I was contemplating watching that, but I'd, after last night, I can't watch more. any Serie a. That drained me last night. But that's enough for me. Um, once again, thank you to Joey for joining me. Enjoy your week of football. Hopefully, we may have a pod at the end of the week. Reviewing the Cremonese game, improving the Ample game. But thank you once again for Saroma. Ciao.
1: Ciao.